0: I wanna make coffee. Let me get you something. Yeah. Yeah, some chamomile, thanks. Some chamomile, huh? in my house are down. What's that? I can't. I can't access the feed to my house right now. You need to get over there now and check on my family. Hey, David, I just you need fixed. to check on my family right now. Yeah, all right, all right, all
1: right. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Panels to Pixels. Uh, we're doing our episode eight of Netflix's The Punisher. Uh, it's entitled Cold Steel, and me and Steve Brown will be here tonight talking about that. Steve, how are you doing?
0: I am doing great, Mark, and I have to start out with an a, a important disclaimer. I was wrong in our last episode. I think I, I made a statement about how that was the first cold open that didn't feature uh, Frank or Micro. I was completely wrong in that. There's plenty of cold opens that feature other other people so uh that was my bad and i just that's my admission
1: it happens (laughs) yeah it's like we can't you know it's like we as much as we do watch the show and we pay attention sometimes we just as we rewatch, even after we've watched it maybe one or two times we kind of forget certain little things like that
0: exactly exactly and i actually what i did because i wanted to know and so i actually went through and i watched all the cold opens up to uh, the last episode, and that's where I realized that. Oh, okay, I was wrong. So I, uh, now, don't get me wrong. A lot of them, most of them, feature either Frank or Micro, but they the others. Uh, Madani has a cold open. Lewis has a cold open. Uh, per, for instance, when he's digging the ditch. He has his own cold open when he's digging his his ditch in the backyard of of his house. Uh, Madani has a, a cold open. I, it might have been the one after the wreck. I'm not sure. I, I know there's there's been several, and then of course this episode had a cold open that featured Russo. So
1: yeah. So uh, uh, on this episode, it was a little bit all over the place. I think I kind of got lost. It jumped.
0: <laughs> It jumped a lot. I do have a synopsis that I that I uh, that I kind of wrote up and and uh, see if it helps. I'll kind of go through it slowly, and if you want to jump in sure. as you as you think of things, we we open with with Russo um, uh, going to see his mother, uh, but more importantly, we open with Russo washing up and kind of getting ready, and we see this this whole ritual of him slicking back his hair and washing his hands and washing his face. And I, I found it really interesting that the last episode started with Lewis washing up after O'Connor's murder. So that was kind of an interesting uh, thing that, that thought for me. So we open up with with Russo going to see a woman who we, we eventually find out is his mother. Um, and she's in some kind of a home or institution. She's being treated by a nurse. And what starts out as a very touching kind of almost sentimental scene really devolves rather quickly into this strange almost abusive type of relationship that he has with his invalid mother who obviously has some sort of, she can she knows a little bit and she can kind of hear what's going on and and know what he's saying and then he injects her with some kind of uh, needle uh, and leaves. And it's it's interesting that he leaves. When he first pulled out that needle, I thought he was going to kill her. And but then he says, "See you next week, mom." And we we cut into the the theme song. Yeah,
1: it's almost like a sedative he was giving her.
0: Yeah, either a sedative or, or, or more drugs or something like that because later later on in the episode, he says something to Madani about a, a drugged-out mother or something like that who dumped him. And he was better off being dumped in an orphanage than living with her or, or something to that effect. Mm, sounds like him doping
1: her up to keep him her out of his life
0: that's that was kind of the impression it was just a weird that whole scene like you said is is really eerie weird <laughs> it, it's eerie it's eerie because he he starts out and like I said I watched it a few times and it's he starts out it looks like this very touching kind of thing where he's like, I pay them extra to take care of your teeth and i I, I do this and oh they they got you the lamp so that you can get the special. Uh, light, you know, on your skin, and you've got to have your smile for your job or whatever. And and so now we start we start to see as the as the the scene gets worse and worse, we start to realize that maybe some of it is he's talking about himself or he's talking about what he knows she used to do. Maybe she was a, a prostitute or or something like that. Um, and it just it's just a, we're starting to see. The sociopath that is Billy Russo.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely comes to those uh, descriptions of a sociopath of like exactly him, him trying to manipulate uh, a truth for himself. Yes. Uh, and that's what I can see out of it. You know, it's especially with uh, what's going on with his sort of trying to find where Frank is and how he's manipulating Madani. And everything mm-hmm. else that's in play, even including what's going on in the, the business that he works with, especially in this yeah. episode.
0: Yeah. And, and so as as we as we move out of that, we, we move into a uh, talk between Frank and micro and we we discover that it, he Frank was meant to was meaning to do reconnaissance there because apparently the, the sniper scope he had was could take pictures and so Micro is running this facial recognition and discovers who Agent Orange is. And we finally have Frank and Micro attaching a name to this this man, this Rollins, the head of covert operations. And uh, so that's that's a, another um, good point. There's a whole, that when I get into my top five, there'll be probably more that we'll talk about that as they have that that discussion Um, then we get Frank and and, uh, we get uh, Frank and micro's wife Mm -hmm. having this this interaction um, because she has decided to unplug the routers and and the cameras go down and and he suddenly become micro suddenly becomes paranoid and you got to go to my house you got to go there and uh, he Frank brings her flowers and she kind of makes a pass at him and then he comes back to the, a drunk the hideout, <laughs> <laughs> a drunk micro, and then they both they both uh, <laughs> proceed to have a lot of drinks, and we find out a lot more about micro than we uh, we, we wanted to know. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, um, we we also get the interaction between Madonna and her partner. We saw them discover the bug last episode, and so now they're kind of setting up. Uh, whoever is listening, they're trying to set up kind of a sting operation to, uh, to, to get them. And so uh, they, they build up this fake story about an arms deal with Frank Castle, knowing that it's going to draw whoever put the bug in. Which I think is, is kind of interesting that they – I guess they, they could make that jump because somebody knew about Gunner and then this mercenary team or whatever went after Gunner. And so they're like, okay, we want to get whoever these guys are. And they're just, they're just jumping to a conclusion that whoever it is has the resources to put another team in the field. And I, I thought that was kind of, a, a, of a, a little bit of a jump to them because they don't know who is listening. But they, they set up this, this kind of trap uh, for them. And Rollins falls for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And he, he sends Russo in with his mercenaries and uh they they, they get attacked by Madani and her team and um, he ends up killing or well, I I shouldn't say killing because we don't know that for sure. Sh- no, she says agent down, yep. but we don't know if he's dead. And I and I don't remember now from future episodes if he's dead or not. Well, so, actually, I
1: uh, have that scene going on right now, and it's uh-huh. on mute. And uh, uh-huh. Billy winds up shooting one of the guys in the head.
0: Yeah, he shoots. That, that's actually in my down in my top five. He shoots
1: by the so stairwell. Madani.
0: Sh- yeah, Madani shoots one of his guys, and he's crawling to the stairwell to ask for help and Russo shoots him in the head. And then he's going to go outside and meet with Madoni's partner and knife him in the stomach. And uh, then uh, we end the episode with Madoni and Billy together washing. So there's, there's kind of a, it's kind of bookended by people washing up yeah. this particular episode it um, seems like watching so that, the blood
1: I, I, is a constant thing in this
0: in this series. It, it is. It is. It's bec- it's becoming at least in this this second half kind of thing. That's that's really what it's become these last two episodes. That's what we've seen. So, um, uh it's interesting. Did I did I miss anything in that synopsis there?
1: No, not really. You know, uh the only thing that I found intriguing was uh Frank talking to Micro's son and uh that situation where he was trying to pretty much discipline the child and a sense of with more aggressive behavior. And it just turns the opposite and the kid just breaking down.
0: Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of, I actually have that down uh, part of that in my, my top five, when we get down There that is this idea of, of Frank trying to be the father without being the father. a father. And, uh, you know? and on
1: top of that, trying to be, The nice guy without being involved with Micro's wife, at this exactly because
0: he knows right because she you know obviously she doesn't know that Micro is alive but he knows that Micro is is, that Micro is alive and so he knows that it's cheating and that it's kind of an adulterous kind of thing for him for her to be uh, making moves on him and him making moves on her Um, but obviously she doesn't know that so.
1: Yeah, so uh, we should actually get on to our top five. Uh... And what's your number five?
0: My number five, I, I kind of already hinted a little bit at it, but it's it's overconfidence, and and this started at the very beginning of the episode, or the very after the the opening credits. Um, Frank having this overconfidence uh, in in uh, about. The fact that wait a minute no you know Micro gets kind of paranoid because he says oh this guy's gonna know we're searching for him and Frank's like no there'd already be guys busting in here if if they if they did he and he's very overconfident about the fact that they have fooled uh, Agent Orange um, and then we and Micro has been very overconfident um, with these cameras in his in his house, and then he gets distressed when he, he loses them. Uh, Billy seems to be very overconfident when he's talking to Rollins and Rollins says, well, you're scared. And Russo's like, nobody, no one scares me. Something, something to those, uh, to those effects. Um, and then, of course, Agent Orange is overconfident because he doesn't know his bug has been discovered. Mm. And he says in fact he, he says that to Russo. He says, Well, we're gonna get their plan. She's gonna put it in the system. I'm gonna know we're gonna know exactly where all their people are and exactly what's happening. And it seems there's just a lot of overconfidence in this episode by everybody, and we see a lot of that overconfidence get kind of blown up.
1: Yeah. It's Definitely a uh, a lot of overconfidence in this episode, Every, yeah. everybody's attitude about what they can or cannot do, and not being realistic on how they feel, and on what they should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number five was interesting for the fact that it was about Madonna's little uh, getting close with Billy Russo, and then they're talking about their war wounds, and then how Billy confesses. ...about his mother a little bit. And... uh, ...Madani actually showing... ...some sort of interest in him... ...and caring. Whereas uh, previous episodes... ...she was not as caring. It's like, hey, go away. I'm on my phone. And (laughs) he's easily dismissed. Now, it's more of a manipulation in this uh, episode... ...in a sense where you knew... ...that's what she was doing before. But now she's changing that up. And, you know... Giving him that idea of I'm interested in you as a person. So what yeah. is she doing? Is yeah. she trying to get more information out of him? And this is her way of saying, "Oh, okay, I'm into you," but she really isn't.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know what the change because it would be it would be one thing if if that conversation took place after. The the battle at the wharf, where you see them getting close in the bathtub, where he's washing her. Uh, I can see that conversation happening after that scene. Yeah, but that conversation kind of happening before that. You you almost like I I think I'm in agreement. With you. We we're not really sure is she starting to care, and we're starting to see that Russo is is really more of a sociopath because he opens up to her and yeah i'm with you i don't know i'm uh, i'm intrigued to see how this how this is going to play out how how is this going to affect her long term as well if it is real if she if she has changed in her idea and she thinks they are getting real you know um and and of course we know that that he's not the guy that he ap- appears to be
1: no. Uh, uh, and I think that will come out later on uh, and it will be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, um, my number four is is kind of the, the same that we, we kind of already kind of hinted on it. It's just that whole scene between Frank and, and micro's wife and then the follow- up of that. he comes back into the hideout and you know micro has has frozen the image. Of them kissing on the screen, and then there's a uh, one <laughs> one scene that I chuckle that because unfortunately I do this sometimes, um, where he, he Micro takes a drink and he says something, and Frank goes, "Oh, this is how we're going to deal with this," and Micro just says, "Yep, this is how we're dealing with this." Well, okay. uh, it's kind of like we're going to drink.
1: Well, it's pretty <laughs> much an honest attitude. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't see it and put it por- forth anybody who is in that predicament.
0: Let yeah, one, exactly.
1: That's like that. Whether you know, honestly, you look at these two, Frank and Micro, they are friends now, and they are working partners. And Micro is putting a lot of trust into Frank, but he doesn't know how much he can trust into Frank with his own life.
0: Sure, absolutely, and and that's and and that uh, kind of as a side note, um, with this whole in this whole scene. Have you been watching Altered Carbon at all? Nah, not yet. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I don't want to give anything away, but let's just say that that not all the Netflix shows shy away from male genitalia. Uh, not that it's something I'm interested in seeing, but I'm glad we didn't have to see that in this episode when when uh, uh, when Micro makes his comment about, well, I'm like a moose, you know. Um, we don't we don't need to see that, Micro. I don't want uh, to see That's true. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh and there's a there's a scene in Altered Carbon that um uh shows us that Netflix is not uh they're not they're not uh, uh squeamish about showing uh full frontal male uh nudity. So, um but I'm glad we did, we didn't need to get it in this one.
1: So. Yeah, well, it's funny too other shows are like that too. Westworld is not squeamish Upon anybody's mm-hmm. gonna tell you, no matter what, in Westworld, right. they show everything. The only thing, the only person I don't think they ever showed front full frontal of that they had as a host was Stephen Ogg. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's 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 a couple of side characters that they show. Um. The the guy that 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 because I just watched this episode recently. The the stray, the one that bashed his head in. Yeah with The Rock, um, they're, they're, they're not shy about him. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: They, they, but so, um, but uh, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad though that it shows us that Netflix knows, it seems to me like they know when to do it when when it's gratuitous and when not to. Yeah. Yeah, And they, they know that, Hey, this scene, it's not required for us to see that. If
1: if even you look at this, uh, this series in itself, you do not see any female nudes. Right. And uh, honestly, they're trying to keep more towards the actual story and the relationships of the characters mm-hmm. within the actual show right. itself. With not, you know, now mind you, the blood, the violence is always there, but they're mm-hmm. not trying to, you know. I, I guess it's something within their own policy. It's like, well, we already have too much of this. We're not going to do too much of the other stuff, right? Because you know, they're not really guaranteed towards like some sort of ratings board
0: no no and and we've seen we've seen russos behind we've seen a little bit of madani yes but not really like you said i think we really haven't seen we've seen enough of her to to make it that make it uh sexual tena sexual yeah and make it tantalizing but we haven't had to see all of her and i think that's good that that uh that makes it a little bit hidden. So All right,
1: it's a little bit of respect towards the actors and to the actual craft itself, I think. But
0: sure, sure.
1: But uh, that that was your number four. So
0: that was yeah, So we're on your number. My four. My
1: number four would be uh, Madani talking to her partner, uh, and with that whole sting operation and mm-hmm. uh, finding information that they're getting fed, and how they fall into it. And then, of course, you know, leading to him and Billy taking his life. Yeah. uh, And that, to me, that whole scene itself was a little bit chaotic, but you could see something is stirring around in Russo's eyes, and you could see Madani's perseverance of actually trying to get in and get to this person to get more information and figure it out, and then having her partner get involved with it and him pursuing it just as well but um, you know, unfortunately it was his demise at the end
0: yeah and, and you can tell that, that Russo has been listening to the tapes because uh, Rollins says that well you heard the tape but also there's that moment when she is having that discussion where and I wonder I, I wondered a lot this in particular the, the last the most recent time I watched the episode I wondered if they scripted out their conversation that they were going to have about that whole, uh, the ruse uh, to get, to get them into the warehouse to get the team, the, the bad guys in there. And I wonder if he kind of went off script when he said, made his remark about, Oh, that's right. You like the pretty ones. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, Russo stabs him and makes that comment of, you know, I'm the pretty one or something like that. I don't remember exactly how, russo says it. yeah
1: he does make Um, a comment at that and it's mm -hmm. unnerving
0: yeah yeah
1: like he's taking it personally and uh uh, he he's doing this for his own personal benefit instead of the overall idea of whatever it is he's trying to prove with you know this whole operation
0: right right.
1: it's really weird
0: yeah um so that was your number four um my number three is Frank and, and Micro are having this discussion. Once they discover who Agent Orange is, Micro wants to change the plan. He says, "Wait a minute! We know who Rollins is. We can go to Madani. I've got the disc. You got. You're the eyewitness. We're just gonna. We can just go straight to Madani. Yeah. We can clear this all up, and I'll get my family. I'll get my life back. Yeah. And." Frank kind of loses it on him because I think Frank realizes that he can't get his life back. He's no matter what happens in this in this case, he is not getting his family back. Whether he goes to prison or not, he's not getting a, his wife and kids back. Like uh, Micro will be able to get his wife and kids back, and so he kind of loses it on him for a minute, and, and Micro kind of uh, you know he kind of backs off on it, but then. When Micro shows up at the house when Frank is throwing the football with his son, he the way that Frank gets him to leave is he says he gives in. He says, "Okay, fine, I'll go to Madani. I just want you to leave. I just don't want your son to see you." Uh, And I thought that was very touching of him understanding that it's it's too early for Micro's son to see him, uh, no matter how hard it is for Micro.
1: Yeah, it's really and, hard. And,
0: uh, yeah, so I, I really like that whole that changing of the plan of uh, and Frank kind of giving in a little bit to go, okay, we'll figure out how to do this to where you get your family back. Because he has, like we talked about before, he, he realizes that Micro's son needs him, and he can't be the father to this kid because the kid's father is still alive. Uh- and so I, I wonder if he wants to give him back to the family.
1: Yeah, I think deep down that Frank really wants to be putting Micro back in his own world. But mm-hmm. he does also doesn't want to lose him as what he needs him for, for fixing and resolving all these issues.
0: Exactly, yeah. It can't, he can't step out of the shadows yet. We, we still need him because Frank doesn't do the tech stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So uh, that was your number three.
0: That was my number
1: three uh, my number three would be uh Frank seeing micro's wife uh to make sure she's fine after the whole uh internet goes down and there's no cameras, no nothing and micro flips his lid and mm-hmm. Frank has to go and he just brings flowers and as you as we we were talking before you you know she she makes a pass at him she winds up kissing him, saying, "You know you're the first person I've kissed." <laughs> And how many years other than my husband? Yeah,
0: fifteen years or something like and, that. Yeah,
1: and, uh, you know. And Frank is so uncomfortable at the situation because he knows possibly that Micro is watching, and he doesn't know how to react or what to do. Um, he he obviously didn't kiss her back, and he right. just left it as like a, a, like a little, you know, handhold to the to the. Arm saying I'm here. Uh, we're okay. We're good. That's it, and that's about it. And then he had to walk away.
0: It, uh, yeah, and it's it's inner. It was interesting in that scene that that there was some part of me that wondered if if she should have asked him why, or if he he would have at that point had to I- admit that oh I'm not over my wife, or he would have had to lie to her. Or something to get her to to convince her that this is not right. Yeah, you know, because because like I said, she thinks her husband is dead. In her mind, there would be nothing wrong with them being together. And even Micro kind of half admits it there when he's back at the hideout, where he says. He said, you know, do you miss sex? And then my wife is a very sensual woman, and I understand, you know, and, and it, that conversation gets so awkward all of a sudden yeah. uh, between the two of them. And you can kind of see the awkwardness happening. And uh, But, yeah, that, that whole interaction between – one of the things I love about this show is the writing – in a lot of ways, the writing seems real to me. Like I could see that scene happening of, of a woman – in that situation, who her husband's been gone for several months or a year. I'm not sure exactly how long the time has been taken from her in such a violent way. Um, and now here's this, this man in her life who's kind of put himself in that position. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I like the way... These these writers have, have handled this the whole situation.
1: Yeah, it's more of a realism within personality and character, and you know, and how conversations are in the real life mm-hmm. within a story itself, because it can right. be awkward. And at that point, it was extremely awkward. Yeah, and and we all felt that at one point in our lives, in some way, shape, or form or another, but it. it it was just like all right we have to put this out here <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it looked yeah. really good it was that scene was very well written in my yeah.
0: opinion yeah yeah i really i really liked it um very cool yeah. um that was your number 3 Correct. so we're on to mine number 2 which is is very quick <laughs> it's uh, frank can cook uh, You know, just just the idea that, and and the fact that Micro was so amazed by his cooking. And uh, I I thought that was, it was another very interesting scene. But he says, he gives him the rice and he says, that's fermented rice. There's probiotics in it. You need to eat it, it'll make you feel better. And he goes, mmm, this is good. And he said, well, don't thank me, thank the Vietnamese. (laughs) So uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, on
1: top of that, you know, Micro goes, I didn't know you could cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said you couldn't
0: cook. Yeah, and I I don't know if if uh, if he just went and got it from somewhere or if he made it or uh, but uh, it it is it is kind of a cool thing because you know Micro has been cooking for him yeah. this entire this entire time, and now the the tables, tables kind of turned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what was your number two? Uh,
1: my number two, uh, which is uh, similar to that funny scene was uh, micro drunk and how Frank has to have that those conversations and kind of like what you were saying earlier about it's like yeah this is how we're dealing with this and he's not yeah. back you know glasses of scotch like nothing
0: I just I love that line because I've, I've had that conversation I remember uh, many many years ago I can't remember what the the occurrence was but I I was with a friend of mine and and uh, he saw that I was drinking and he knew I had been through some things and he goes, oh, so this is how this is going to be. And uh, yeah, this is how this is going to be. And I was, uh, it, I remember one of the times I was in Korea, I uh, walked into the NCO club and one of my best friends was there and he's sitting at the bar and he's already had, I can see the three tequila shots in front of him and he's already working on his fourth and I went, okay, it's going to be that kind of night, isn't it? He's like, yep, it's going to be that kind I of know. night. So, I think we all had um, those
1: kind of you know, exactly. conversations. Uh, I think one I had, I was knife throwing, and somebody looked at me. I was like, uh, it's one of those conversations. Yeah, me whipping in a knife at a target while you talk to me. Get my aggression out yeah. on this and not you.
0: Exactly. Not exactly. cushion.
1: But yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's better to do that. But you don't want have weapons in that case. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No. Not in the drinking case. But yeah, that's um, you want to make sure. Uh, but I think we've all been there. No. I think no matter what age and no matter you know what uh, stage of life you're in, there's going to be those points it, it, when you when you go, okay, this is how we're going to deal with this by not kind of not dealing with it. You know. Um, or having this awkward conversation, this drunken awkward conversation. So, I like it. I like it. Uh, are we up to my number one? Yes. I okay. I, I think I've gone back and forth in this in this series about, and I went back and I tried to look at editors, and they have not actually had a named editor for every one of these episodes. So I don't know if it, when they don't name an editor, if that means the director. Does the editing. I don't know, uh, showbiz stuff. There's only been about two episodes that I found where they actually had accredited an editor for it. But I'm going to praise the editing of this episode because when they're doing, when he's having that conversation, when Frank is having the conversation with Micro's son, he's talking about the K Bar knife, and he flips it in his hand. And just as he flips it in his hand, we cut to Russo in the van. With the mercenaries flipping his knife in his hand yeah. and and putting it into its sheath, and then we we get that moment of Frank telling the the son that you you made a good choice. This would be the the weapon that I would use, and I would rather if I'm this close to a man with the gun, I'm I've got more. Um, chances to kill him with this knife than he does with, a gun. with that gun and then we see that at the end when russo takes the the gun away from badani's partner and knives and knives him yeah so i thought that was an interesting bit of of editing uh, that they did in the show
1: yeah it was kind of a twist uh kind of reminds you of walking dead and certain events
0: Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When you always see somebody's got a knife, or they've got some sort of stabbing implement, they're going to use. But
1: in this case, it's they edit it in a way where you see that once, and then you see it again, and then you see it mm-hmm. another time, and it's yeah. kind of framed in your brain at that point where the outcome of and what they were trying to get to. So yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, we're on to my number one. Am I correct?
0: Yes, sir. Uh,
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with me with uh, Frank talking to Micro's son. And that was it. Okay. You know, him trying to scare the kid, but it backfires on him because he's trying to approach it the way he would teach his own son. Not knowing that how Micro raised, or Micro's wife has raised their child, their son, and realizing, oh my God, this kid is really sensitive. And he has nobody, yeah. and he has nothing, and there is no dad. Uh, there is nobody that got him. He can't go to his mother, and and the kids like just do it, just do it, and you know. And he had the knife to him, and then later on we see him, and he kind of makes amends with the kids and tries to cheer him up, saying like, "I'm your buddy, mm-hmm. I'm your friend," and they they're right. outside playing football. A- and yeah, something I'm sure the kid n- had never done before. And then, of course, Micro showing up at last minute, like we, you had mentioned earlier, and uh, yeah, that that was an interesting scene, especially since Micro really wanted to be involved, and he wanted mm-hmm. to be there for his son and his family. It's just that exactly, it's just like pulling at his heartstrings. Like Frank's there, but he's not me, and, and yeah. uh, he wants to be there, but he can't, and it's just tearing him apart inside.
0: Absolutely. Um, I had a few notes that I that I kind of uh, also added on to the top five. Not really in the top five, just the things that I, I thought were interesting. Yeah. Um, Madonna, when when they when she and Russo are having their discussion about the scars, she says, "Did you you know? Did you jump out of an airplane and get dragged by your shoe and have to cut yourself free and then stitch yourself up?" And we've already alluded to some first blood Rambo type references, but that story almost is exactly what happens to Rambo in the second movie when he jumps out of the airplane and his chute gets caught and he has to cut himself free. Uh, That's what I kind of jumped to when she was, when she was uh, making that, uh, that analogy there. And then he, he says, Oh no, no, this was just a scar from the the pedophile (laughs) 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 that he was in the orphanage with. Wow. Um, (laughs) Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't understand sometimes the way TV shows and, and movies, whether it's, it's the costumer's choice or whether it's the actor's vanity. Because when you get to the end and you get to the team that Madoni has, everybody is wearing helmets, helmets except her and her partner. And, and even though the, the helmet ended up not mattering for the guy that got shot in the head, I just find that interesting that there's a there's a TV show uh, SWAT now that's on that every once in a while you'll see that same kind of thing. They'll go into battle or into their their situations, and sometimes they'll have helmets on and sometimes they won't. and And I always wonder if that's a costumer's choice or if that's the the uh, actor not wanting to mess up their hair or not wanting to obscure their face. Um, but I thought that was interesting uh, in in this particular. Uh, episode. So.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, we kind of wrapped that up. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any anything else that you've got?
1: Uh, not much, but uh, uh, like to me, this like I was saying earlier, th- this episode kind of was all over the place, and it kind of came and went. It wasn't my favorite, and it wasn't my least favorite. It, it was just like. A filler, but to give some information. So I, I have a funny feeling the next few that we're going to see are going to start ramping up and more action, mm-hmm. more story and plot. This was uh, well, like, key, but you know, it, it, it just, I, this particular episode didn't really grasp me as much as maybe the last one.
0: Okay, I, 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 can, I can see that. And, and, you know, one of the things we didn't get, we didn't get a, a continuation of the Lewis storyline. We still haven't seen Curtis, and we haven't seen Karen Page in several episodes, episodes yeah. either. So that, that we know we've got to be ramping up for something with those characters. Because one of the things I like about this show, and, and I do remember a little bit of what happens in the next few episodes, but I, I think we begin to find out that there's things happening off script off these episodes that we don't know about that we're going to find out about later on but we're never going to know exactly we're never actually going to see them on screen happen uh and i and i kind of like that 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 it doesn't treat netflix doesn't want to treat us like we're idiots and and I've, i've heard them say that a bunch with this altered carbon show is that netflix doesn't treat you like you're an idiot they uh they're going to let you discover things on your own. They're going to give you—they're going to give you just enough that you can kind of figure it out. But even if you don't figure it out, you won't necessarily feel bad, and you won't miss out on something. But they're also not going to spoon feed you uh, the, the details. Yeah, or it's
1: not regular network broadcasting where they actually have to explain everything and be right in your face. Uh, it, it's well, like and
0: they're, they're also. And they're also, they're, they're also playing to the binge-watcher. They know that the majority of people are going to binge this show. The majority of people are going to watch three or four episodes at a time. And, and so they don't necessarily need to have all the answers in one episode. And they don't need to have, necessarily have all the characters in one, one episode. Whereas, like with The Walking Dead... You kind of you want to know what's going on because it's going to be a whole week before you see these people again. Correct. Yeah. Um, did you have any news about how, that they've started shooting? I know they've started finally – supposedly they were supposed to start actually shooting the second season of Punisher.
1: I haven't really read anything lately about Punisher if they're actually starting on it. But, uh... Okay. Uh, The only thing I could think of what's been going on lately is that they're ramping up for Jessica Jones to come out and uh, Mm -hmm. they're trying to push all the other Marvel uh, characters on Netflix.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I was, I don't have it up on my screen anymore, but I did have an article that was talking about some of the, that they have confirmed some of the uh, characters for season two of the Punisher And so far, Micro is not on any list that I've seen. Hmm. But Madani, Russo, and Curtis are. So that'll be interesting to see. And I've seen a few different articles that I didn't – I probably look them up for the next time we we decide to record. Well, that uh, that
1: that might be a little bit of spoilery for those people who. would know. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, but it happens, you know. But honestly, who um, hasn't watched The Punisher yet? So.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's not gonna. It's that's not gonna hurt anything. To for no, I don't think that's that's too much of a spoiler to say who is or isn't it. I guess it would tell them who stays alive, but, well, not still um, alive, <laughs> but who's ventured off and moved on, things of that. Nature, right. And, right. Yeah. And we don't know just because just because I haven't seen him on a list doesn't mean he's not
1: yeah, not going to be there. So yeah, who's to say that he's not going to come back as uh, let's say uh, a cameo for the actual episode mm-hmm. itself and say right, you know, and just put his point of view and say, "Here, Frank, here's some extra guns I got you." Or
0: right, well, and like, a uh, spoiler. I'll uh, we'll, will do a little bit of spoiler alert for. Daredevil season three, which is fixing to come out, I think, in end of March or April. Yeah. Um, it's scheduled to be released. They're talking about Kingpin is gonna be in that. And of course he, he didn't figure prominently in season two at all of Daredevil.
1: He was there. But he's gonna
0: he, he, he was there, but yeah, yeah, they didn't
1: Yeah, he was there, but he wasn't prominent. He was he was only there within prison for Frank, and that's about it.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, I think uh, they're they're talking about he's going to be more of a prominent figure in the season three, and so what they're they're thinking, and again, this could be spoilery. So um, they're thinking that what might happen with Russo is we may not see Russo in a prominent space until season three again. Hmm. That they may they may go with a different. Uh, big bad for season two and then bring season three. In season three, I guess there's a there's a Punisher villain named Jigsaw who... Oh, yeah. He, he was very is, popular. <laughs> yeah. And he's... He, he, Russo has, again, spoiler if you haven't watched the whole season of Punisher, and you should have. Shame on you if you haven't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but at the end of this season, Russo gets a little... That pretty face isn't as pretty. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, so, we covered a lot this week. <laughs>
0: I think we did a good job. Um, and we got that in to just over an hour, or once it's edited, it'll probably be at an hour. Or oh, definitely. Maybe less. So,
1: Thanks, for everyone, for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels. Good night,
0: everybody. <laughs> good night.